You gotta give us some good news. Yeah. Welcome, Destination Devi listeners. This is Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy, your host for the Destination Devi Injuries Pod. Let's dive into the week's injuries for week 16. Hopefully you made it through the first round of playoffs. I personally got bounced in all three leagues. I was in uh, dynasty leagues that I was in playoffs. I'm in a couple redraft leagues, but uh, I didn't. I wasn't lucky enough. But uh, yeah, hopefully you made it into round two. Hopefully you're still going in SFB. Shout out to Jay Rich. I know you're out there uh, fighting for that top seed, top spot. I think he's number one still in SFB, so that's awesome to see. Um, all right, let's dive into week 16. At quarterback, CJ Stroud is still out. He's dealing with long-lasting symptoms from his concussion. Apparently, it was a pretty bad one. He is still in protocol. I do think there's a p- potential chance he clears for week 17, but for now, he is still out. Case Keenum will be the quarterback for Houston, and this is a pretty tough matchup. Actually, I like Cleveland's defense this week against Case Keenum. Uh, yeah, it's a tough matchup this week. I'll touch on the wide receivers later on. Trevor Lawrence, he has been cleared from concussion. He is out of protocol. He traveled with the team. He will play. He does carry some re-injury risk for secondary concussion, but shouldn't impact his production, obviously, unless he takes a hard hit, which is hard to predict, or, you know, lands and hits his head on the turf or something. So start him if you need him and just hope he doesn't get re uh, uh, secondary concussion. Will Levis, he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. He did get a limited participation in on Friday, but I am projecting him to be out this week. It's likely Ryan Tannehill as starter there. against a. Uh, it's a decent matchup against Seattle, so this might be a little boost to DeAndre Hopkins. Might be a boost to uh, Traylon Burks, who, you know, Tannehill had actually showed some chemistry there with Burks, at least on the deep ball. And Seattle is, you know, they, they could potentially attack this Seattle secondary uh, going deep. So a little risky play, but probably puts Burks on the map as a wide receiver four with upside. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is wide receiver two, probably with a little more consistency, at least more catchable targets. Geno Smith, oh, uh, but regarding Ryan Tannehill, I would not start him in fantasy. Do not start him. Geno Smith he is coming off the groin injury. He got full participations in all week. He was close to playing last week. He was actually active just as the backup quarterback as an emergency, uh, which I still don't understand that logic, but here we are. Thank you, Seattle. He will start this week, so a little boost to the entire Seattle offense. DK should have a pretty solid game. I actually really like uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba against Tennessee here. Tennessee's offense is, or defense is porous. They've they're missing a bunch of starters. They're all banged up. Um, I'm really liking this offense here for Seattle. Uh, I'll touch on Kenneth Walker here in a bit. But, yeah, for Geno, if you need him, I'd probably view him as a quarterback two with quarterback one upside. Risky play, but injury-wise, he should be f- good to go, should be fine. At running back, Jonathan Taylor makes his return at a perfect time because Zach Moss is out with a forearm injury. He re- re-injured his forearm last week. Jonathan Taylor's coming off the UCL ligament repair. Um, He's fully removed from the injury report. I don't think we need to be concerned from an injury standpoint. I think he'll be fully good to go. And I would anticipate 15 to 20 touches for him. Tough matchup on paper against Atlanta. But, uh, yeah, I really like this. His his role should be massive, and he's expected to get the 
touches as well. So I'm personally viewing Jonathan Taylor as more of a running back two with running back one upside with a high upside to score a touchdown, a little more touchdown dependent. I don't anticipate him getting much receiving work, uh, but most of the carries and rush attempts. Josh Jacobs, he's dealing with a quad injury. He got a, he was a did not participate, then a limited participation in, uh, unknown yet for today, for Saturday, but uh, head coach already stated that Josh, Josh Jacobs is likely going to play. The way I, I would view Jacobs, if he's active, I would recommend starting him. If he's active, the team trusts his injury status. They, he, they trust his ability to carry majority of the workload. He will carry some re-injury risk into the game, um, but I don't think the Raiders would have him active if they, don't, if they aren't feeling comfortable giving him majority of the touches. So if he's active, he's probably going to lead the, the offense. Um, hard to sit him, you know, knowing his role in the offense. So if he's active, play him. Isaiah Pacheco, uh, he's coming off that shoulder surgery. He is active and actually fully removed from the injury report. I'm anticipating him getting a very large workload against the Raiders. Uh, I have low concern here. Sounded like a very minor surgery. And honestly, with those, carries low re-injury risk and low production dip. So I'm, I'm thinking Pacheco returns to his prior workload with high upside, especially to score. Um, CEH missed practice but he, due to a personal reason on Thursday, but it sounds like he is going to play. Jarek McKinnon is out with a groin injury. So I think Pacheco winds up being just returning right back to his prior role, which is, you know, running back, low-end running back one with tons of upside there. Great matchup too. Aaron Jones, he's off the injury report with a knee injury, which is good news because A.J. Dillon is still unknown to play. I expect Aaron Jones to get, he had 17 touches last week, 10.9 fantasy points. Great matchup this week. I'm expecting Aaron Jones to get around 20 touches. I, I think you have to play him. He's going to be, I, I would view him as a running back two with running back one upside. Tons of upside, tons of efficiency, especially being off the injury report. I don't think Green Bay will limit his touches or usage at all. So high upside there. A.J. Dillon, on the other hand, he's, he's listed as questionable. If he's active, I would avoid him. Again, Green Bay has been conservative with their injured players. Uh, coming into the game, even, if, even though he's questionable, if he's active, I don't think Green Bay will give him very many touches, especially with Aaron Jones fully good to go. So A.J. Dillon, if he's active, I would rather leave him on the bench because he carries a very low floor risk, like two to four points. And you just can't absorb that in round two of playoffs. So if A.J. Dillon's active, I would avoid him and lean towards someone else. Brian Robinson, he's listed as out with a hamstring injury. I don't think it's worth targeting Chris Rodriguez or Antonio Gibson. Gibson probably still carries a little more upside just PPR-wise. But again, the we just don't know what we're going to get out of these running backs in Washington. Um, tough matchup, too, against the Jets. Run D. I just don't know if you have to pick. If you're ap- if you absolutely have to pick, I would go Antonio Gibson over Rodriguez because of the receiving upside. Um, they're probably going to have to throw. They they probably won't be able to get much going in the run game against the Jets. But yeah, we'll see. I I would prefer to avoid Washington uh, running backs altogether. But if I had to pick, go Gibson. Devon A. Chan, he's coming into the game with that toe injury still. He was actually fully removed from the injury report, even though he was limited on Thursday and Friday. It sounds like they're limiting his practice reps and overall reps still. He's coming off 12 touches. 
there was a there was an interview going around lately this week where Mike McDaniel was talking about wanting to get Achan more touches and get him going over the next couple weeks. I don't necessarily think it's going to be this week. They have a very tough matchup against Dallas. Raheem Mostert has been getting majority of the goal line work. Um, I, I think Achan will still be on limited touches, limited snaps, with Mostert being the main guy here, especially in the goal line against this Dallas, Dallas defense. I'm still viewing Achan. I, I know everyone's looking at him and thinking about his, his crazy run uh, in early in the season where he's popping off for 25 to 50 fantasy points. I, I just think he's still boomer bust with still having some re-injury risk from the toe. Even though he's fully removed from the injury report, I, I think it, it just seems like, I, I did some digging, it seems like Miami's still going to limit his touches and preserve him for, you know, closer to NFL playoffs. Not fantasy playoffs, but NFL playoffs. So, obviously, he's hard to sit because of what he did prior in the early early season before his injuries popped up. Uh, it's just a risky play here. So, if you are starting him, wish you the best. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I think, should be in your in your roster, he is the more likely one to get the touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson, he is listed as out with the ankle injury again, missing another week. This is a this is a boom week matchup for Zeke. You pretty much play any running back against Denver. Uh, he has running back one upside again. If you have Zeke, he could very well get you through round two of playoffs. So play him. Alexander Madison, he's listed as questionable with that ankle injury. It. Again, it seemed like a high ankle injury. He was a did not participate Wednesday, Thursday, and then a limited participation on Friday. Gut call that Alex Madison will be out, which honestly, hopefully that happens just to reduce any risk or or reconsideration for starting Ty Chandler. But even if Madison plays, I, I don't think he's going to get very many touches. He's probably coming in, if he's active, going to have limited snaps and touches there. With the team... You know, Kevin O'Connell already stated Ty Chandler is likely to keep his feature role as running back one. This is a tough matchup, but I really like Ty Chandler from a receiving standpoint, too. He's getting most of the receiving looks out of the backfield. Um, He's dynamic. He's electric. I think you can view Ty Chandler as a running back two with running back one upside, even if Madison is active. Uh, I just don't think, even if Matt, I, I think Madison misses the game. Uh, that's my gut call, but if he's active, I don't expect him to get very many touches at all. So Ty, Ty Chandler should be a safe play. Kenneth Walker, he's coming into this week with a did not participate Wednesday, Thursday, and then a limited participation on Friday with a new shoulder injury. He's listed as questionable. Gut call is that he suits up, but probably on limited touches. This is always a risky one because Kenneth Walker is is very electric. He's, you know, He's elusive. He creates those big plays, uh, but he plays hard. So there is that some re-injury risk if he takes a big shot to the shoulder or lands hard on it. He kind of uh, seeks out contact. And against a Tennessee defense, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle is up early and Pete Carroll leans on Zach Charbonnet in this matchup. So especially in the goal line, I I could see Charbonnet being the lead back here risky call to even consider sitting Kenneth Walker because we know what he can do on a weekly basis. But just know this this could be a little more of a low floor game for Kenneth Walker. I This is more of a, especially for DFS, I would rather avoid Kenneth Walker. Uh, and, and more honestly, more of a take of if you need a flex option and you have Zach Charbonnet out there, I think you can play Zach Charbonnet against this Tennessee defense. 
At wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, he's coming into the game with that ankle injury. He was reportedly close to playing last week. He was a did-not-participate Wednesday, limited participation Thursday and Friday. List is questionable, but gut call that he plays. He's pushing to play. This is a massive game against Dallas. I, I don't think he's going to want to miss this game. He does enter the week with re-injury risk, but Tyreek Hill, if he's active, you play him. He's going to be a primary focus for the offense. I don't think they're going to use him as a decoy. Um, so as long as Tyreek Hill is active, you play him and just hope for the best. Jamar Chase is out with an AC sprain. He uh, This should lead to uh, another boost to T. Higgins. Hopefully Jake Browning just hyper-targets T. Higgins here. Nico Collins, he's coming into this week with that calf re-injury. He was a limited participation all three days out of the week, but he did tell reporters that he is going to play. He's a risky play for fantasy in my mind because this is this was already his second injury for that calf, and he enters the game with, he, he's, he's not a full go, um, it sounds like it's still kind of lingering for him, and he has a high re-injury risk for a third re-injury for the calf coming into this week. Plus, no C.J. Stroud, Case Keenum's at quarterback, and a very tough matchup against Cleveland. So I would lean towards, you know, he's probably, you should probably view him as a wide receiver four, wide receiver three, which is, I know is tough to view Nico Collins as that, um, given what we've seen him do against some, some of these teams. But very tough matchup. Um, I'm down ticking him to a wide receiver four, wide receiver three with re-injury risk. So if you have a good pivot, play that pivot. If you have to play Nico, hope for the best that he doesn't re-injure his calf again. Christian Watson, he is listed as doubtful. I don't expect him to suit up this week. He's likely out again with a hamstring injury. Jaden Reed is also listed as questionable coming off a toe injury. I am also projecting Jaden Reed to miss this week, uh, likely likely out this week and possibly out next week. Um, he didn't practice at all this week. Dontavion Wicks, he's coming into this week questionable with an ankle injury. I do expect Wicks to play and probably operate as the team's wide receiver one over Dobbs. Um, I do think Jordan Love has created a, a pretty good rapport with Wicks, and there's been some research out there that on paper this looks like a tough matchup given how many points Carolina Panthers have uh, allowed to wide receivers, but Wicks actually plays pretty well. I, I can't remember the exact number, but um, he, he was over two yards per route run against zone coverage, and that's primarily Carolina's coverage there. So I do think Wicks could be a, a sneaky, probably view him as a wide receiver four with wide receiver two upside, but that's sneaky upside there because uh, Jordan Love is going to have to throw it here. Devonta Smith, he's coming into Monday's game questionable with that knee injury. He did get a practice in today on Saturday, and he already told reporters that he's going to play on Monday. He does carry some re-injury risk, and he's probably probably viewed more in that wide receiver three risky range. Uh, but very nice matchup here. I, I don't. I, I think there's some re-injury risk if you can avoid playing Devonta Smith. If you have a really good pivot, play the pivot. Uh, but it's hard to sit him against the Giants here. This, is, this should be a pretty good matchup. Michael Pittman, he has cleared concussion protocol, even though it sounds like he uh, was knocked unconscious for a short period of time. He told reporters that he took the hit, didn't know what happened, and woke up with players staring at him on the ground. So that I'm, I'm a little surprised he cleared concussion protocol. He does, in my mind, enter this week with some re-injury risk from another concussion, a secondary concussion within that 7-10-day to, seven to 10 day window. Um, tough matchup on paper, but again, 
it's really hard to sit a guy like Michael Pittman knowing his usage, his utilization, high volume, and how many targets he's expected to get. So view him as a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. I, I expect him to get 10, 12 targets. It's really hard to sit a guy like Pittman. So if you play him, if you have to play him, which you probably do, he's probably got you this far as it is, um, play Pittman and just hope he doesn't suffer another re-injury. Zay Jones, he's dealing with a hamstring injury on top of that knee injury he was already dealing with in the past. Did not participate first two days out of the week and then a limited participation on Friday. He is likely out. I don't think he's going to play. If he is active somehow, I would avoid Zay Jones. Uh, Should be a nice matchup for Calvin Ridley. Hopefully on paper, again, we've seen the splits in and out, uh, but I'm hoping hoping Jags move Ridley around instead of just using him on the perimeter. So, uh, Parker Washington is a very risky play in my mind. They, you know, this this Bucks secondary can be exploited, but again, round two of playoffs, it's really hard. Parker Washington, in my mind, would be more of a DFS play than a round two of playoffs stardom. So, hopefully, Calvin Ridley, Ridley is the main guy here. Keenan Allen, he is out again with a heel injury. Uh, Joshua Palmer is likely on the map here. Hard to trust any Chargers just with Easton Stick at quarterback. Uh, Gerald Everett has been getting a decent amount of targets, but I would prefer, if I had to play any of these guys, I would prefer to play Joshua Palmer over a Quentin Johnston or you know whoever else they have. Marquise Brown, he is also out with a heel injury. What can I say about Arizona's wide receivers? Greg Dortch is also unlikely to play with a shoulder injury. I, I don't think you can play any of these Arizona wide receivers. It just means, in my mind, Trey McBride we'll see 15, 20 targets this week. Uh, smash tight end one overall. Kadarius Toney, hands injury, oh, uh, hip injury, sorry. He is ruled out. Um, hard, to, hard to say any boost to any of these other wide, Chiefs wide receivers other than Rashi Rice. I'm not sure I would want to play any of the other ones. Obviously, play Kelsey. Um, Rashi Rice has been absolutely crushing it. If you haven't already, go to destinationdevy.com. If you don't, if you aren't signed up for the site, sign up. Go to the tool on there, the Trinity Tracker, and you have to check out Rashi Rice's usage. He is dominating, and uh, I think he's a must-buy here. So great tool by Jordan Backey. So you, just go check out the site, destinationdevy.com, uh, Trinity Tracker. At tight end, Hunter Henry has been ruled out. I would avoid every other New England tight end here. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is also out. Uh, this might be a, a surprise boost to Demario Douglas. Douglas had been playing very well, but just hasn't had that rapport, hasn't done as well over the last couple of weeks with Bailey Zappi there. Uh, I, I would just, other than Zeke, I would just prefer to avoid all of these players. Cole Komet, I don't have necessarily a good read on this. Uh, he's, he suffered a quad injury. I don't know, you know, I haven't seen if it was a true strain or just a tightness situation. If just a tightness situation and he's active, I think you could probably play him with minimal risk. Just view him as a tight end two, uh, probably a high-end tight end two with a with low-end tight end one upside. Um, if this was a true strain, I don't think he's going to play, which makes your decision easier. Just make sure to have a backup option and keep an eye, keep a close eye on his uh, status for the game. It sounds like he, whatever whatever this quad injury was, it suffered on Thursday. So hopefully it was just tightness, but I haven't hadn't seen much when I dug. And I looked for a long time. I dug for more information and just didn't see anything. 
Luke Musgrave, he is out. He was not activated off of IR with that abdomen injury. Um, Tucker Craft remains in a key role here, likely a low-end tight end one with more upside there. Uh, Tucker Craft has been... We we love his usage, and Jordan Love seems to be targeting him, especially with Reed likely out, uh, Watson out. Craft could be... A, either a top target or top two target here next to Wicks. So uh, if you need a tight end there, I know he's still risky, but honestly, he's been producing. So throw Kraft in there. DFS, love Kraft as an option because then, you know, cheap tight end option, you can fill in your other positions there. All right, that covers all main injuries this week. If you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel. Follow me on X at JM Thrive PT for live updates as any injuries occur. And again, if you enjoyed the content, please retweet, share. Thank you guys. I wish you luck. Hopefully you get into the championship round. Jordan, good luck. If, you, if you're listening to this, good luck out there in SFB. Hope you get the number one spot. And signing off, we'll see you guys next week. Doctors are Doctors are